welcome to the North County Beat. I'm your host, Kelly Kyle. Today is Friday, October 2nd, and I am so happy you could join us for another episode of this wonderful podcast. Today's episode is all about social distancing etiquette, words that would have made no sense in 2019, but in 2020 lingo, this is our new normal, so we are diving in. First, some housekeeping. As you heard last episode, we have officially launched our clean campaign pledge to hold North County politicians accountable for mitigating hateful rhetoric surrounding their campaigns. Encinitas candidates will gather to discuss this topic in our virtual clean campaign forum on Tuesday, October 13th from 7 to 9 p.m. More details are available at thecoastnews.com and on the Coast News Facebook page. To support the Coast News podcast efforts and the high-quality local journalism we're dishing up, consider becoming a monthly donor. Shout out to our most recent supporter, Ian Thompson. To join Ian, head to the podcast directory on thecoastnews.com and click support this show under your favorite podcast to pledge what you can. We appreciate your support. All right, now let's get to it. To help us tackle this subject today, I am joined by Ryan Wolt, the man behind the Cheers North County podcast and the column, and the voice of the North County Beat Headlines podcast. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, it's going pretty good, Kelly. Um, I'm actually really excited about this topic. I'm the person in our house who does all of our grocery shopping and all of our cooking, so I'm pretty excited to get into it. Yeah, so you were actually the one who gave me the idea for this episode, and I remember it was in the middle of the day, and I see your name pop up on my phone, and I'm like, okay, it's a little random, but let's see what's up. And you started to tell me about this traumatic trip to the grocery store. Yeah, I actually think I started ranting at you at like 9.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah, no, it was perfect, and that, that sounds accurate. Um, But you did have some really good points to make. So I want you to share with the listeners what that call was about. Sure. Um, So a little background. Like I just said, I do all the grocery shopping. But since the beginning of the pandemic, I've been doing most of it through delivery services. Recently, we got some face shields, though, and I was like kind of stoked to try them out. And I thought, well, I got the shield, I got the mask, I got the gloves, I'm all geared up like I feel pretty safe. And there's a bunch of things just at like random stores that don't necessarily deliver that we've just been living without. So I planned a trip out. I got some hand sanitizer ready. I went to like a fairly commonly well-known California chain grocery in the neighborhood. And I planned ahead. I had a list. I wrote it down like in order of how the store is laid out. So I could walk in and be like, I'm going into this aisle and getting this and this aisle and getting that. And then I went really early in the morning. I thought Tuesday mornings are like, nobody's going to be there. And so I was like, they open at nine o'clock. I'm there at nine o'clock. And then I got inside. And everything just like fell apart. It wasn't super busy, but there was like just enough people that there was somebody in like every aisle and they were just not social distancing at all. Like it felt like they were just grocery shopping and there was like no pandemic. I'd go to grab something and somebody would just like walk up right next to me, like almost brushing my elbow to like look at something, not even like get something off the shelf just to like observe it for a while. Or there'd be a cart across an aisle I'd have to go around, which would force me into a bunch of people. And then I'd be weaving back like it was like a game of frogger in the aisle. And everything just started to get more and more stressful. People are taking things off the shelves, handling them, putting them back. Most people had masks, but like not everyone, definitely not everyone was wearing them correctly. And I was just starting to like lose it. The next thing I knew, I was like running back and forth across the store, trying to like grab things in an aisle when there was nobody in there. It took way longer than I thought. Then I got outside Then I had a meltdown and I called you. 
And it sounds like all of those things are instances that would frustrate us in normal times too at the store, but they are just amplified by this fact that we're in a global pandemic. Like it's always frustrating when somebody is standing in the middle of the aisle just taking their sweet time to pick an ice cream flavor, which I'm definitely guilty of. But I mean, in today's world, it's you got to be more mindful of that. Like it's not like you can get into someone's space and reach around them. You could, but there are actually health risks associated with that. And there's reasons why you shouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. When I was in there, my anxiety was skyrocketing and it was it was because it's stressful, but it's also because I've been interacting with people less. I've kind of forgotten how to do it, to be honest with you. But also, like, I'm in there, I'm under a mask, so I'm kind of sweating and uncomfortable, like, subconsciously. I've got, like, COVID on my mind. When I called you, I was like, I cannot be the only one who feels this way, like, and is getting frustrated. Just, like, this should be the one thing of the week that I'm excited to do is, like, get out, go to a grocery store, or go to a place to, like, do something in the world and it was just like super stressful right and you're definitely not the only person who's experiencing that either i've noticed similar things and i think literally everybody listening has probably had some uncomfortable experience at the store these days and when we were researching for this episode we asked our social media community what they've seen and many of it was similar I put it out on Twitter and like Coast News put it out on Twitter, North County Beat put it on Twitter. And like we got a bunch of responses and they were mostly revolved around masks. One guy, Travis, on Twitter at Cadillac 406, little shout out there. He was at like an Escondido grocery and like talking about how he saw a couple where the woman had her mask on correctly, but the gentleman with her had it pulled down like below his chin. And then they were both like standing over the meat, just kind of hovering over it, like breathing onto it. And Hua Kwok, uh, at Hua M. Kwok, and she actually used to report for us at the Coast News. So on Twitter, she reached out and said, we just renewed our passes to the San Diego Safari Park, and we love them, but we do wish they would enforce the masks inside the parks. It's awkward when people get too close without a mask on. Yeah, and it just, most people had similar comments about masks either not being worn correctly, not being worn at all once they were inside of a store, past like the store bouncer, so to speak. People not really understanding how to social distance while shopping because they're distracted. And with myself and all these other people kind of experiencing the same, like, uncomfortable, awkward situations, I just began to wonder, like, what social distancing etiquette would look like in the public? Or is there, like, a like a general set of rules, like, we should all be following to make this easier and less stressful for everyone? And you even found some articles on this subject, right? There are people out there doing this social distancing etiquette work. My goodness. I, I went on a deep dive on the internets of everything about shopping etiquette. And like, first of all, there's articles like about this like problem on like every major news reporting site out there right now. But there are also these people who are etiquette experts just all the time, not just during a pandemic, but they're now like tailoring their their advice to pandemic times. One woman in particular really stood out, Elaine Swan. She's the founder of the Swan School of Protocol, which is, to quote her, an institution committed to enriching the lives of individuals through the instruction of etiquette and social courtesies. And it seems like she's well known um, and super coincidentally just this week had a blog post about being a courteous grocery shopper. And a lot of the tips are like common sense stuff, like staying to the right in an aisle, have a plan, don't just wander around be aware of where you are in relation to your car and other shoppers and and so on and so on but like she wasn't the only one there was like a bunch of these etiquette experts out there 
kind of commenting on this issue. And it seems like these days as well, any business owner is becoming a sort of etiquette expert of their own when it comes to policies that help them open safely while protecting public health, because they have this vested interest in making sure that people are going to stay safe while inside their doors. Yeah. I mean, after I got off the phone with you, I just kept thinking like, oh, no, the holidays are coming. Thanksgiving is coming. Even during a pandemic, people will be out more than normal. Like they will be shopping for holiday meals. They'll be buying gifts. They'll be, you know, wanting to get out. Even in California, like when winter comes, people get a little stir crazy. And so I just wanted to know if there was a way to spread the word. These are some general shopping etiquettes that will create a less stressful shopping experience for all of us involved. And not just the shoppers, but like even the employees or people that are like at home just trying to plan their shopping experience. And with all of this in mind, we talked to Austin Davis, the general manager of Seaside Market in Cardiff. We'll hear that conversation after this short break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the North County Beat. We're about to hear from Austin Davis, general manager of Seaside Market in Cardiff. This is a local grocery store, and you might know it as home of the fan favorite tri-tip, affectionately known as Cardiff Crack. So even before the pandemic lockdown began, Davis was looking for ways that they could guarantee shopper safety among coronavirus concerns. They started by reaching out to other independent grocery stores. So we, we looked around to see, okay, what is everyone else doing? What are things that we can we can use at our store that could work for someone as realistically a small store compared to some of the larger stores in the area? They also looked for answers around the globe, researching what grocery stores in China and Italy were doing to remain open during lockdowns. At the same time, Seaside Market began ordering masks for employees and shoppers, even before the state mandated them in May. The owners are very, very clear that if you are not ahead, you are behind. So that is something that we take to any situation, uh, this or just even a a basic holiday. With their in-store safety practices, Davis says that they're following CDC guidelines. They're mandating masks. They're requiring social distancing. They're limiting the amount of people in the store at any one time. And all that is great, but... I also wanted to know if they had had any experience, like over the past few months, resistance to the policies that they've put in place. We've had one or two unfortunate times where we've had to ask people to leave the store since they have not been able to comply with the safety of our customers or our employees. It happens every now and then, but for the most part, everyone's been very receptive to the changes. Besides those couple of minor incidents, Davis told us that they can typically address noncompliance with a simple conversation. They might say something like, I apologize for the inconvenience, but we require anyone that's in the store to wear a mask over their nose and their mouth. I mean, at least to me, it seems like at least Seaside Market, the customers are being respectful of each other. They're excited to be shopping locally. And still, all of the employees at Seaside Market are being trained to help shoppers comply with the rules, even when they forget. They are constantly reminding people to put their masks on or wear their masks if it happens to slip down. A lot of times, you know, again, it's just a mistake. Someone goes around the master a little bit loose, it falls down. Everyone, oh, okay, I'm sorry, put it back up. Uh, We also have a written policy, a written mask policy that we'll hand out if customers are getting a little bit more belligerent or the employee is getting a little uncomfortable. Uh, Past that, if they're not able to handle it, they call me down and I'll, I'll take care of it. So when we're talking grocery store etiquette, Seaside Market views masks as a huge part of that. Davis also gave a few other tips for respectful pandemic-era shopping, like not standing too long in the middle of an aisle and knowing what you want to buy before you go in. You can spend a lot of time in the store, and the longer you're spending in there, it's it's close quarters, uh, it 
keeps other people from coming in the store. So know what you're shopping for, come in, get what you need. We'll help you out as much as we possibly can. Okay, so that is one that COVID or no COVID, we could all probably benefit from, especially during pumpkin season at Trader Joe's. But Davis also gave another tip for families who want to shop together. He says, don't do it. Keep it to one or two people. Don't bring in the whole family and extended family. Uh, For one, it makes it very difficult to social distance when you're within the store. And for two, it can be limiting on the number of people that we come in because we don't count people by the family. We count people by the individual. So if you bring eight people, that's eight people that can be in the store and eight people that are going to have to wait in line while you're in the store. And the funny thing about this etiquette conversation is that a lot of these polite practices have also become a health issue. As we mentioned earlier, some of the things that people do in the grocery store today ticked us off last year too. The stakes just weren't as high. But now the ability to shop safely directly affects our health. While these practices protect others, they also help us protect ourselves too. You know, fortunately, most people, at least in our part of town, are trying to be cautious, trying to be conscientious and reduce their exposures themselves. So not only are you in the grocery store trying to pay attention, but most other people are trying to, you know, stay away from you and limit their exposures as well. Dr. Kevin Shaw works in the ICU at Scripps Hospital in Encinitas. You might recognize him from past episodes of the North County Beat when we talked to him about the coronavirus impacts in our community. On the topic of protecting ourselves from COVID-19, he mentioned something I didn't expect about how this virus is spread. Can you get coronavirus from touching surfaces, doorknobs, uh, packages, stuff that you know, the grocery store, there is a chance that it can spread that way. And it's been documented to spread that way in some cases. But the, the vast majority of coronavirus spread has been through respiratory means. And it's, you know, typically in a situation where somebody is either in close sustained contact or around somebody who is yelling, singing, coughing, especially uh, anything that, that puts airway particles into the air and, and then you inhale them. So basically, Dr. Shaw is saying that the latest research shows the likelihood of contracting the virus from surfaces like a carton of eggs, a six-pack of beer, carton of almond milk, it's actually less likely than meeting indoors with a friend contracting it through the air. Exactly. So that doesn't mean that the virus can't be spread via surfaces. It's just that recent data show you're more likely to catch it from a person and not a thing. So for example, this is another interesting case. Early on, we were told that touching our masks is bad. Because you might get those COVID particles on your hands, you might touch other stuff, and thus increase your own risk. But Dr. Shaw says this isn't as big of a deal as we originally thought. So if I touch the outside of my mask, am I increasing my risk of coronavirus? You know, probably by a very small amount, but I don't think it's a significant amount. But that doesn't mean you don't ever need to wash your mask if it's cloth or change it out if it's disposable. The interior of the mask is actually just as sensitive as the exterior. If you've been breathing into the same mask over and over, you might find a buildup of some pretty icky bacteria, fungus, or even mold. If you only had a couple of masks, you might want to wash them after every couple of uses, you know, after every couple times you wear them, just to minimize the chance of of, uh, fungus or, or bacterial growth on the mask itself, not necessarily because of coronavirus. We actually have a dirty masks hook by the door of our apartment, so... If we walk in and we think, yep, it's time, this mask is gross, we just hang it up and we know not to reuse it until it gets cleaned. Did Dr. Shaw have like any other tips about keeping safe or avoiding COVID while we're interacting with people this holiday? 
Yeah, he did have a few other tips for when you're just gathering in groups or, you know, in general or for the holidays. So he says if you're trying to socialize, you might want a cohort with one or two families that you trust. So that means you pick a few people to spend your time with who are also keeping their distance from others. You want to play it safe by choosing hangouts that are distanced and outdoors, which in California is easy for us to do. Dr. Shaw also discourages people from gathering for the holidays with family members or friends who are outside of that cohort, as this could put you and especially your older relatives at an increased risk. You know, just because you love grandma uh, doesn't mean that she's safe and she's not safe from you, more importantly. You know, I have the most amazing grandmother in the world, but but I'm not spending time around her um, because I'm scared to death that if I if I spread to her asymptomatically, I mean, this, this could be a, a fatal decision to go see grandma. And when it comes to indoor activities resuming, Dr. Shaw is not on board with working out or dining inside. But as these places reopen, everyone has a decision to make on how much risk they are willing to take on. And like we talked about today, what they can do to carry out these new activities in the safest way possible. Dr. Shaw compared this phenomenon to taking on a new sexual partner. So if you're someone who is, you know, in a monogamous relationship and you know where your partner is or is not, and you don't have to worry about, you know, other risks from, uh, you know, unknowns, then you're at much less risk, you know, being unprotected, so to speak. But if you're casually dating a number of people who are casually dating each other, well, your risk is is all going to go up quite a bit. I mean, as awkward as that might be for people, that analogy makes a lot of sense. I think that was one of my most significant takeaways here. You are assuming your own risk, and the best thing that you can do is to follow the health guidelines and exercise caution in what you do, and have faith that business owners are devoted to these same practices. Yeah, I think there's a constant risk assessment that I do related to going out and like going to a store, even just going out like on a walk. But it makes me much more aware of like condensing all of my exposures in the world into fewer visits, taking advantage of delivery when I can, wearing a mask, wearing it correctly, being aware if I see a business that's like really doing a great job, like Seaside Market, of trying to keep people safe, supporting those businesses even more and encouraging others to do so. Most importantly, I think I try to maintain this awareness that like everyone is a little stressed. It's not just me. When they're out shopping, I should cut them and myself a little slack. Maybe be a little slower to get so frustrated or just work harder to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to make my shopping trips as efficient, as risk-free as possible, just by planning ahead. And there was one other thing that really stuck with me from our conversation with Austin from Seaside Market. He was talking about how thankful he was for like their customer support, but he was talking about like it's not only about grocery shopping right now, it's about supporting local shops throughout the neighborhood as much as possible. They've been required to be shut down by the state, by the county. They have had much fewer customers that through either state regulations or through just safety concerns from people that do not want to catch this virus that's going around. Uh, they've, They've lost business. And that's really where their money should be going as much as possible to make sure that your neighbors and friends can stay in business and support your own community. And I think that is a great note to end on as we close our show today. When you get out there to support your local shops, make sure you're doing it safely and respectfully. Ryan, thank you so much for jumping into this world of social distancing etiquette with me and for sparking this story in the first place. It has been a treat. I was stoked that you let me back on the show. I mean, I really appreciate being here and I'm actually planning my next trip out into the world right now and I feel a little more prepared. I'm a little more confident 
and hopefully it'll all go smoothly. Yes, I hope so too. Good luck. Thank you again. And hey, that's all we have for you all today on the North County Beat. We do have a few thank yous on the way out today. Our podcast manager is Ryan Woltz. Post News Editor-in-Chief is Jordan Ingram. Our associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm your host, Kelly Kyle. You've been listening to the North County Beat. Make sure to subscribe and drop us a review on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to register for our Clean Campaign Forum on October 13th. Have an excellent weekend and we'll talk to you next time. Have you listened to the North County Beats two-part episode on election toxicity yet? Join myself, Caitlin Steinberg, and host Kelly Kyle as we discuss this tumultuous 2020 election season in North County. And don't forget to join us on October 13th for the Coast News Clean Campaign Forum featuring Encinitas candidates for mayor and city council. We're going to ask the candidates how they plan on hosting the hard conversations and governing through these divisive times. Join us.